All right, are we ready? Yep, run it. and gentlemen, friends and rivals. My name is Jared, and with me today is my builderific friend, Ian. That's me. We will be your hosts for the podcast. We are honored that you've joined us at our table. Here at the Game Table Podcast, we take a look at various board, card, and other tabletop games. We give an overview, provide our overly crafted thoughts, all in an attempt to give you an idea of how well it would fit for you and your table. Today, we will be looking at Between Two Cities, designed by Matthew O'Malley and Ben Rosette. Artwork created by Beth Sobel, and I will note here that Beth made the art in both the original and the essential edition of the game. Nice. But also in the essential edition, you have Laura Bevon, Agnieszka Dabrowiecka, and Asi Iekala, and published by Stonemeyer Games. Between Two Cities is a one to seven player tile drafting game where players will work with their neighbors to build two beautiful cities. These cities will score points at the end of the game and the player who sits in between the most well-constructed cities will be known as the greatest city planner in the world. In the world. Well, I mean, maybe. Oh. Let's review Between Two Cities. Jared. Yes, Ian. Since we're talking about Between Two Cities. Okay. <laughs> you might have to think about this one, but... Probably, since <laughs> you didn't prepare me for it, as usual. So, in, in your, let's go... What is your favorite place in the world... Oh, my gosh. ...that is in between two major big cities? Or you could do... I mean, if you really want to do little cities, but in between two big cities, what is your favorite? And I can go first if you want me to. Yes, please go first. <laughs> okay. I will Google very quickly because I think I have an answer. I kind of have two, honestly. But one is between Rome and Florence, there is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place on earth that is Assisi, Italy. This place is one of the most beautiful places in the world. It is like heaven on earth, man. It is on this mountaintop, and they have this ancient, just beautifully crafted and built monastery, I think it is, and with stained glass, and I, there was a, I think, I, I might be wrong, I was saying like St. Francis or something, but who was, that resided there, and I have a canvas printed from a picture that I took on a trip there, and it is just so pretty. It was down this, and I, I again, it's in our kitchen, it's, I have a, a beautiful, just massive canvas. And it's in between kind of this alleyway, and there I still see it. There's two buildings, and this alley goes all the way down this, like, nice brick or stone path, and it just looks over the entire, like, just farmland and canyon that's below. And it was so green and just full of beautiful colors and stuff. That is one of my favorite places in the world that I've ever seen. Um, and it is between two big cities, uh, obviously in Italy, but in the U.S., in my own state, between two cities, between Atlanta 
in Nashville is a place called Chattanooga. And that is one of my next favorite places in between two cities. Chattanooga is a great place. The river is beautiful. We went to a music festival there last year, just right on the river. It's so great. So, but anyway, do you, did you, did you find one? Did you find a place between two cities for you to hang out? All right. Thank you for bearing with me there, Ian. I was not prepared for such a difficult question. <laughs> I also am not the savant that you are when it comes to traveling the world. I have traveled. We, me and Julia have traveled a lot. Yes. Well, I, I have not as much. <laughs> so it's all good. No worries. I, I have two answers for you. All right. So the first one is between the great city of Honolulu, Hawaii. Okay. And Tokyo, Japan. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm Ooh. kind of cheating because I wanted to get this island in. So the <laughs> island of Kauai. Okay. Is like, where are we going with one this? of the most surreal Midway. places? Shut up. I'm doing my turn. <laughs> I had to work really hard here. <laughs> between between Hawaii and Japan, Midway. Yeah, it, you're right. It is Midway. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable, people. The ocean. <laughs> it's between two cities. You're right. That's it. I love the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> Continue. Are you sure? No. <laughs> I went to Kauai on my honeymoon, and there is a particular spot that I'm thinking of. Truthfully, I don't know that I could ever get there again because we were just exploring that day. Okay. But Hawaii has a lot of volcano yeah. and mountainous terrain. So we were going up one of the mountains and we stopped by this visitor center on the way up. I guess it was like a part visitor center, part like ranger station or something. Yeah. Anyways, we stopped in there just to kind of get some like, where should we go check stuff out or whatever. And this local farmer was selling fresh mangoes. It is the best mango I've ever had in my I'm entire sure it life. Was. Yeah. So what we did is we bought this bag of mangoes from this guy and then went up to this cliff top and I sat over the edge of the cliff top, oh, looked out over dang. all of Hawaii. That's not fair. With <laughs> this mango that's like just dripping, dripping juice down my so hand. Ripe. Like, it was so ripe. one of the most surreal moments of my life. That's legit. I We'll never forget yeah, that moment. That's legit, ever. man. That's awesome. So that was my first one. And then my second, I'm going to, uh, sh- shame, shameless plug here. <laughs> my One of my other favorite places is between Nashville and Louisville. Okay. Two big cities, yeah. if you will. And it For is, us. the name is, the name of the town is Hendersonville, Tennessee. Okay. Hendersonville. I chose Hendersonville not for anything really in Hendersonville other than the fact that Anna's uncle owns a lake house yeah. in Hendersonville. They do. And that is where we do Jared Con. And some of my best memories come from Jared Con. Jared Con so is great. It is a great place. Yes. Jared Con in Hendersonville. You know, it's hilarious is I actually live probably like maybe six miles from that house, but it takes me 45 minutes to get That's, there. Yes. There's this massive lake in the way. <laughs> and there's no bridge anywhere to be found. Nope. Whatsoever. But I could probably row across the river. That's true. You, across could, the you d- could do lake that. And get there faster. But hey, it's whatever. It's all good. <laughs> but yeah, so those are, that's the answer to my question. Ian, I now have a question for you. Okay. Which I have given you ample opportunity. You have. To prepare for. I didn't give him any, any chance to even think about it's it. It's fine. No big deal. And what is one of your favorite builds that you've ever created? 
I'm not much of a a builder, uh, but I don't like build a bunch of Legos. I I have built some, but not many, um, and stuff like that. Even wood crafting, I've done a little bit here and there. Um, I did some mini painting, um, but anyway, not build. The one thing I did build though is I saw on like I it might have been like a Pinterest or something like that. Anyway, it was like a nightstand. Hmm. That was made of like wooden crates and just like a regular wooden crate from Home Depot. And you put a couple together and you stack them on top of each other and screw them together. And then I stained them. And so that's what I did. I just followed. I, I, I didn't, there wasn't any instructions. I just, I did it myself. I just figured it out and stained them a nice color and they look great and they're super usable and really cheap because Knights fans are not cheap. Yeah. I don't know why they're so expensive. But a good nightstand, so it works. It got a nice little cubby, and it it fits. So yeah, I'm proud of that. I I did a good job on that one. And no, that's it didn't, awesome. Didn't require that much effort. So sweet. <laughs> well, Ian, as you know, I build lots of things. You do. You build a lot of things. I've yeah, I've built and unbuilt and rebuilt and unbuilt again this game table that we're currently sitting at. Right. Uh, one day it will be completed again when I have a life again. And thanks for joining us at this table, everyone. Yes. One day you will maybe all join us at the literal game table. That's right. So, and one that you've made. That's right. That's right. <laughs> is this the so this is your your greatest achievement? I don't think so actually. Okay. I think for me there's a couple of different builds that I hold very near and dear. So one of them is the current kitchen table and booth set that I have that very I nice. made. Uh partially because whenever I so a lot of times when I do woodworking projects I bring somebody else in because there's a point, there's some, there's always inevitably a point in the project that I just psych myself out of. Okay. And I need to bring in somebody, an expert, if you will. You got to bring a, thir- a second opinion I need a in. friend to come in and be like, do this part for me. Yep. But with the table and booths, I did it all myself. Okay. And they're not the best, but they are very passable and they- uh, I'm, I'm very happy with it. Yeah. So really happy with that one. And then... I think the other one, and this, uh, it's so funny, Ian, because in real life, I'm not a sentimental person, (laughs) but with all these questions, I get very sentimental. So my dad, when he got older, he couldn't move around as much. Okay. And so I, we decided to buy him a Lego set as like a a thing to do. And of course, being who we are, we couldn't just buy him a simple Lego set. Nah. So I went out and bought him the like super advanced Mustang to build. Okay. Nice. And we ended up building it together. And That's my awesome. brother got to join in too. And it was just a really fun thing to do with him. Yeah. Cause it was something where we were all on the same level as far as like just doing this thing. And it was a great way to hang out. So it was a cool thing. Yeah. That's sick. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. So super cool. Yep. So, all right. Well, enough of the mushy gushy. Yeah, tell us about the game, Jared. Let's learn how to play. Yeah, tell us the the essentials because this is the essential edition that we are talking about. But there is how many versions? I guess there's an there's older two. There's an older there's version. There's two versions of this game. I think they only sell the essential now, right? I have not found the original in stock. Yeah, I think they just sell the essential That's edition. That's right. Now. That's right. So, but the only difference, really between the Essential Edition and the Original Edition <laughs> is that the Essential Edition has the expansion built into it. Right. And also it has done the wonderful service of removing 
the scoreboard no. and putting in a score pad instead. That's that's his only that's it's his opinion only and nobody else agrees with him. But we will move on to how to play Save this. Save it for later. <laughs> how to play. The goal of the game is to score the most points. Imagine that. As Ian mentioned earlier, you are building two cities. You will sit between two cities at the end of the game. You build one with the person to your left, and you build one with the person to your right. Your final score, pay attention, is the score of your lowest scoring city. So for example, if the city on your left scores 80 points, and the city on your right scores 58 points, you are going to score 58 points. However, if there is a tie, whoever's highest scoring city breaks the tie, and they win the game. On your turn, you have a handful of tiles. You will pick two tiles, place them face down, and pass the rest of your hand to the next player. All the other players at the table are doing the same thing as well at the same time. Once everyone is picked, everyone flips their tiles over. You now are going to place one tile in the city on your left and one tile in the city on your right, and you will begin to form a 4x4 grid. These tiles will have one of six different types of of buildings on it. Shops, factories, offices, restaurants or taverns, parks, and homes. They all score differently and they will score based on how well you place them in your city. The shops you want to have in a nice neat row, either horizontally or up and down in a vertical column. The more that you have in that same row or column will get you more points. If you have the most factories at the end of the game, you will get more points for your factories than everybody else will. Offices are pretty straightforward. You get points for offices in your city. You also get points if your offices are next to your restaurants because people that work all day want to go get drunk. <laughs> That's what I've learned from this game. That's right. That's a... <laughs> people who work want to get drunk. <laughs> That's the lesson learned That's here. That's the lesson I've learned in between two cities. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> restaurants, if you have more unique types of restaurants, because those people that want to go get drunk, they want to have variety. They have and variety. And where they go to partake. There's only four types of varieties. But there are four. And if you have only one, you're not as valuable as the one who all, has all four. Gotta have all four. Next is your parks. Parks are great until parks get too big. Once a park gets too big... It's not worth as many points as it would be if you stopped at a certain amount. And lastly, our homes, which are going to score you a number of points based on the variety of other tiles that you have in your city. However, if you place a home next to a factory, it's only worth one point because no one wants to live next to a factory. You want diversity, but you don't want any People in pollution. Pittsburgh know what we're talking no about. No pollution. Don't be Pittsburgh. <laughs> That's right. Don't be Pittsburgh. As you're placing your tiles, you are encouraged to collaborate with your partners on either side. As you're placing your tiles, you're encouraged to collaborate with your partners as to which tiles are more valuable for your city and where they should be placed. Ultimately, though, it is your decision on which city goes or which tile goes in which city. After all tiles have been placed, you pick up your hand of tiles that were passed to you and you start again. Once you run out of tiles, you move on to round two. This round, you will be given three tiles, and you will need to pick the two of them. However, 
unlike the first set of tiles, these are double tiles, and they will have two different types on that tile, and they must be placed in the correct orientation. Adds a little bit of a plot twist to your city. Again, once everyone has picked two, you place the one double. You place one double tile in one city and one in the other. Remember, your partners are doing this too. It's not like you're building the city on your own. Building up together. Then, for the third round, you do the same as you did in the first round, except you will pass the opposite direction. Once the third round ends, the game is over. Points are tallied, and the players whose lower city scored the most of the lower cities, I know it's a little confusing, wins the game. That's right. That's right. Building. Constructing. Build. Be the best. Well, what are we doing? <laughs> so, no, that's that. That was a great overview. And yeah, thank the, you. the 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 confusion at the end, obviously, it's the lowest scoring of the two that you have. Yes, that always it is a little trippy, but but it's really good though because it really adds the balancing act yeah, to the game. You have to build two good cities. You can't just build one. You can't just tell the player to your left to <laughs> screw off. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So anyway. What? Let's see. Who is the designer of this game? Yes. Go ahead. Oh, uh, you can start. Yes. Nope. 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 Matthew. Matthew O'Malley. What a name. Matthew O'Malley. If I ever wanted to change my last name, (laughs) I would want to become an O'Malley. O'Malley. Or or Gunner Wolf. That's another one that I'm like, dude, that's so cool. Gunner Wolf. (laughs) Yep. And then is it Ben Rosset? Rosset? I don't remember what I said in the intro, okay, cool. so just whatever you feel is good. I apologize, Ben. But anyway, they work together on most stuff, and the search for Planet X is one of their big ones between two cities. And then First in Flight is coming out, I believe. Yep. This next year, next this year, this year, this year, okay. and also I believe Search for Lost Species just dropped this year as well. Okay. Yeah. So, which everyone and their mother loves Search for Planet X. I don't really understand why, but hey, they do. I have uh, no offense it, so. to the designers; it just didn't jive with me. But maybe Secrets, or sorry, Search for Lost Species will be better. Nice, in my opinion. Well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to give it a try. Maybe. Maybe it's because you just didn't play with me. I don't know, but who knows? But anyway, so those are the games that they've done, and then artists. I think the art in this is great. It's simple. I think it's really good art though, because like you still see the stuff that's there. It it looks good. It, it's it's functional, and in this game we'll get into is a very it's simple in the way you play it, and it has a lot of complexity, like just reacting and 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 stuff. But the overall art super functional, and I think it is beautiful, and it and it works really really good. So I think you hit the nail on the head. It is functional art. Yeah, it adds a little flavor. Yep. But this game goes fast enough that the flavor doesn't have to be extreme. No. We're just here to, we're here to play a quick game, yeah. 20 to 30 minutes, and then we move on. And there's not any confusion. None. There's no confusion on the cards. It it tells you what type it is, and it also has the scoring on all the tiles. That's right. Excellent. I mean, honestly, excellent functionality. Function, functionality. That's a hard word functionality. to say. Functionality. That was incredible yeah, what you said yeah. the first time. So anyway, great, great, great art, and it works great. So, And then the tokens are good, too. I also like that the tiles, are, they're the right size. Yeah. They're big enough that you feel like you're building a city. You do. They're but chunky. they're not so big that they take up the whole table. Yeah. It's a chunky tile, and you can't go wrong with chunky tiles. And then Stonemeyer, 
We love Stonemeyer. Yeah, uh, you're, Stonemeyer's great. You love Stonemeyer so much. I I, I, I like Stonemeyer for sure. I, but dude, I am blown away every game. And we're gonna talk about this later in the month with our our end of year review. Yeah. Every game that I play with Stonemeyer, <laughs> dude, I'm I'm blown away all over again. <laughs> it's just it's it's a gift that just keeps on giving. Yeah. <laughs> well. As far as this game, Jared, what is the draw for you? What what just brings you into this experience? What creates that moment of excitement for you in this game? What keeps you going? Yeah, so a couple different things, I think. First is there is a cool puzzle aspect to this game where there's a variety of different ways to score and a variety of different ways to be able to interact because you're going to have different partners each game. You're going to have different tiles that you're dealt as you draft. And it just creates this experience where you can come back to it again and again and come back to this same puzzle. But it also is different because you're being dealt different things. You have different partners. And it just, I I don't know. I really like that. And I like having a game that is both simple and feels fresh every time I bring it to the table. Yeah, no, it's definitely, it's not, it's never the same game because you're playing with a different, normally, I mean, Mm -hmm. you're playing with a different player every game, two players. Yeah. And, and so you're mixing that up on top of the random, the randomness of the actual tiles that they're being shuffled every game. So you're never going to get the same game. It's just going to be a different game and you're going to react to it in a different way and every game is going to end in a different score and, and you're going to have a totally different city every time. So one's. One game you'll focus on housing and one game you'll focus on something else. So, Another big draw for me, Ian, is this game, whether you're playing at two or whether you're playing at seven or anywhere in between, you know how long this game takes? 20 to 30 minutes. 20 to 30 minutes. I don't care how many people you have around the table. Yep. And that's fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. I don't know that many games that are heavier than party games that you can play in 20 to 30 minutes with seven people. Yeah. No, there's not many. There's a couple that, yeah, very few that I think of that it's really the case. Yeah, no, for sure. This is probably one of my best filler games where it's like, okay, we just either had a big game or we're waiting on someone to come to game night. So while we're waiting for them, let's just break something out really quick. We know this isn't going to take long. This comes out a lot. Yeah, it's a great game for that. It's a great game just period. But yes, a filler game or just trying to yeah kill some time. Perfect. And yeah, you can be your the main course if you wanted it to be. If if you don't have a long night ahead sure. of you, yeah, you know, if you have only have like an hour and a half, maybe two hours, you know, play a game or two or this, maybe three, and then play something else. But yeah, super super easy on that. No, I I agree. Those are all excellent things that this game brings to the table. I think the game flows really well. Like you said, pick up your tiles, you pick two, put the stack next to you. And then you reveal, everybody reveals, and then you talk through with your partners on what, what you think it, you know goes where. But most of the time, it's it's pretty obvious when you're talking with your other players. They're like, oh, he's already kind of put a couple restaurants down. Boom, I'm putting the restaurant. So the game quickly develops for yourself. And, and again, I don't want to take away from the fact that you don't make decisions because you do. But the game just flows super easy. It's not like you're it sitting does. there thinking forever. Okay, oh, I no. gotta pick this tile. I don't know which one to pick. You normally it's between one or two options. You pick and I mean it's always between two options, but when you have the whole hand, when you're picking which ones you want to keep, 
usually it's between you know three to four total options and then you get down to the two and then maybe you know you kind of discuss it from there so the game flows really well the cooperation between the two neighbors is awesome you're not trying to cooperate with the rest of the table it's it's it the game forces you to be intentional but also quick in decisions because there's just not there's not as a ton of discussions going on. It's just with your two neighbors, which I think is really, really awesome. And then that, that, the, the counting and balancing between making two really good cities. That's all. That's the fun part of this game is when you're sitting there, you're trying to like, you're trying to count out. Okay. I think I have about this many points on this city, this many points here. So I need to give myself a little bit more points on this side. And so you, you, as the game progresses, you're really balancing those two, the two cities. And so you're trying to score the most amount of points for both. Like you want to score high on both on both cities. And so you're always kind of counting, making sure one's not getting ahead of the other by that much. And and so that's always a fun. It's a nice balanced game in that way. I love drafting. Drafting games are drafting my favorite. Is great. Yeah. And so that's always a big draw for me. It it gets me you just have so much in a drafting game because it's never the same game. You get to decide your strategies as you progress. And you can do something, you can decide ahead of time. Okay, I'm not building, I'm not going to do this city like that did last game. And so you can go ahead into the game thinking, okay, I'm going to change my strategy because it's all about drafting and you're going to have a whole hand of drafting. You can decide kind of ahead of time what you kind of want to go for, which is awesome. Um, and so that's, those are the, those are the things that I always, always love. And that, that goes into my favorite mechanic mm -hmm. is is the drafting. <laughs> it's just one of my favorite yeah. things. No, it makes sense. I, especially in this game. Because it's one, it's tiles. Um, and so when you're putting tiles, you know, as a game, sure, I could like randomly flip some and that'd be, you know, just one at a time. That That's not as exciting to me as having a whole handful and then getting the ones from my neighbor that I have to then, you know, draft through. It, it That whole thing really makes this game pop for me is that kind of whole dynamic there between the players to your left and right drafting before you and after you. And then you picking one and then passing to the next player. And then they're your neighbor. So now you know what's in their hand. Maybe you kind of cued to them. Hey, I kind of wanted you to take this one. That's what's really cool is that you're kind of working with the players next to you. Because most drafting games, you take one and then the, your neighbor's your enemy. It's a, you're kind of giving them a, in this case, they're, they're kind of, they're your enemy, but not. They're your frenemy. That's right. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> but. You're handing them something that you kind of like. Maybe there was a couple tiles in there you really liked, and so you're handing them. You're like, wink, wink, nudge, pick, nudge. pick, pick, pick this one, please. Yeah, <laughs> there's some really good tiles in that stack. <laughs> I, I always say that. So, so yeah, no, that's one of my favorite mechanics of this. Do you have anything to add to that or opposition yeah. to that? <laughs> no, no opposition. I love drafting as well, especially in games that are not super complex. When drafting is the main mechanic, I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. When games throw drafting into a already really heavy game, I always feel like this is cool, but it's adding an extra hour to the game. Gotcha. Um, so, but for this, this is great. I love yeah. drafting at this level. Yeah. You kind of alluded to one of my favorite mechanics in this game, which is the negotiation <laughs> of tiles yeah. between picks. Yeah. When you flip over those tiles and you look to your partner and what they flipped over, 
and you start talking with them about, okay, should we do this tile or this tile? I think we should put it here. And then all of a sudden you got to pay attention to the other side because you look over and your partner's already made a decision. You're like, wait, 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 wait. what are you doing? You're just, you've been having this long conversation with the player on your right and the guy on the left is like done. He's already, like, wait, 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 come back, come back. Yeah. You can't do that. And so there's this back and forth. And I, so I just really like that little aspect that comes in because you're right. They are your friends, but they're not like they want to do well too. But at the end of the game, there's only one winner. Right. And so you want to make sure that you're making the best choices for you and also using your knowledge of what you're passing to them to talk them into doing it a certain way. Yeah. So I really like that. I also, especially when I was first learning this game, the first few plays, the double tile, it, I love that little twist in the middle. Yeah. Like now I've learned how to like plan for it. Right. But that like, oh, moment was just really cool i remember playing this for the first time and and you 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 taught me the game mm-hmm. and so we're sitting there and i'm like oh turn one you know or you got all the how many times do you get out turn one you get seven seven on, first, so get, on the first and third yeah, round yeah so you get seven and you, you know you got seven out you're like man this is, this is two good good cities and then you're like all right now this is a double tile and you get one of them. <laughs> and I'm like, one. And then it's it's not just like horizontal. It's also vertical. They're, right. they're mixed in. Yep. And so you're sitting there. You're like, I don't know how to make this work now. <laughs> it's ruined all of my plans. <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> I wasn't ready. That's but, the, I mean, that's one more thing that jumping back to what draws us to this game. And I can teach this game in my sleep. Like, absolutely. Just throw it down. If it's all new players, I won't even teach it ahead of time. Yeah. I'm just going to say, let's play. And I can walk you through every round. And it's just super easy. Yeah. And then you just run it back. That's like, right. Because like, it takes 20 it, minutes. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. So I guess with that, like, do you have anything else you want to say for the good, the, the stuff that, that draws you in? No, I think we pretty much covered it. Yeah. So the stuff that's lacking in this game, I, I mean, it, what I will say, this game does what it wants to do. Yeah. It's another example of a game that want, is trying to be something pretty light, fun, easy, quick does all those things the one thing that it does lack is for me the player interaction beyond the two players to your left and right sure. is non-existent I yes. mean, other than the big the, what is it the factories i think yeah and that's minimal yeah so not really any player interactions beyond that i, I don't i, I don't that's know what fair. the expansion adds as far as i don't know what tiles are in there but because I haven't played with that one yet. I think you might have, but I, I have not. And so there's just not as much. And and it's a knock, but it's not because the game's so quick and you you do have discussions with the player to your left and your right. And so it's kind of the downside of the game itself is that it's just not trying to be that because it wants to be quick. And if you're trying to discuss with all players at the table, that just take too long. So that's just the one thing that it's not going to have. It's just not going to have a ton of player interaction. So if, if that's your main thing about games, you got to have player interaction, then I don't know if this is for you or not, but uh, just just take that uh, in mind when you are looking at this game because you're just not going to be talking really with the rest of the board. If you're, you know, if you're playing a three-player game, then yes, but if you're playing in a large, large player count, I don't ever talk to the people across the table. I yeah. kind of look at their board maybe once or twice. Uh, how many, all right, how many factors you got? And so, and not everybody's collecting factory. So who knows if that even comes into play. So no, I, that, that last thing you were going to say is really the kicker for me. Cause I feel like when I'm playing a light game, part of it is so that I can also socialize while I'm at the table. Cause it's supposed to be this like real beer and pretzels feel yeah. where we're, we have this thing going on, 
but we're also able to socialize. Right. This game has just enough, just enough to make you sit there and think instead of having that conversation. Right. And if we are playing a seven-player game, dude, I have no idea what's going on across the table. I don't, I, I don't, I don't care. I don't know what you're talking about over there. Yeah. You like, could be talking about all of your life issues and stuff. I <laughs> I have no, I can't listen. I don't, I'm unable to listen because I'm building a city. Sure. I mean, typically by the end of round two, after we place the double tiles, I will ask, hey, what's everybody's factory count? Yeah. But outside of that, like, I'm not going to know what you're doing until the end of the game. Right. And that's just, if I'm teaching, I do, because I'm much less interested in what I'm doing for me, but if it's seven people that know how to play, then yeah, I don't. I I'm just paying paying I haven't attention. Thought about it. Yep. yep. So I agree. The player interaction is limited. That's really my only critique with this game. I don't really have anything else that I take issue with. Yeah. I I love this game. I still remember way back in the day of 2015 when Christian Brummett showed me this game, and I had no idea. I was I was I saw the box. <laughs> The box art on the original, I'm actually, I'm kind of whatever about. It just doesn't pop for me. Yeah. And so I saw it and I was like, well, okay, we'll see. And this is before I really fell in love with Stonemeyer. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of whatever. But we played and I was like, oh my gosh, that was so good. Yeah. And we played several times that night. So it was definitely a love at first sight kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just don't have a lot of critiques for it. No, I, no, I don't. Not when we're talking about that stuff. The player counts is good. What is it? One, oh, to- dude. Any game that you can play one to seven people, yeah. and hit that clock of twenty to thirty minutes—that's incredible. So, how many have you played? Some games with one to two. I don't. I have not played solo. So, Stonemeyer includes a solo variant with all of his games. Yeah. It's like a big thing that he does. Right. Auto mani or auto automa factory or whatever. Yeah. However you say that. Yeah. But the two-player thing is kind of cool because. Instead of playing off of each other's cities, you're building two of your own cities. Okay. And so you're still going off of your lower scoring city, but you're building them. Okay. So. Gotcha. That's how you play two player and then three through seven all plays the same. Right. And then the expansion, um, it adds a couple of things. It it gives you, so you get a mat, which gives you a new, instead of just doing a four by four square, you have a unique way that you're building out your city instead. Okay. And then there's different bonuses for connecting specific types of tiles in certain ways. And then there's other, a couple other building types and that yeah. sort of thing. So that's basically what the extra expansion adds. And it, we honestly don't play with the expansion a lot, not because it just doesn't need it. Like, yeah. I love it. I mean, it's great. But a lot of times I'm bringing this out for new players. Yeah. And the base game just sings so well for that. And again, you mentioned it earlier. What is this what does this game do well as far as even just the game itself as a whole? Where is it sitting? Um, it's a great filler game. You know, you're playing it to try and, you know, play before another game or you're waiting for people to come around. And yeah, I feel like every game that I've played of this, like a couple of people have played before and a couple of people haven't. And so you're teaching and it's like a couple of minutes tops and as you go. And then on top of that, Everybody's kind of fi- figuring it out, and boom, the game's over. You might play one more time, and then off you're off to something else. You're not sitting here playing this game six times. Like you might, I, I'm not. We typically play two or three times. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to sit if here we want to sit there for a while long. Yeah. but it it does exactly what it's meant to do, which right. is just a phenomenal overall game that you know isn't going to overstay its welcome, 
And even if everybody's played before, you can then you can start adding all the nice little extra stuff and kind of throw a little twist in there. But in general, you're playing with some, you know, one to two new people and just hanging out and building building some cities. So for sure. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, let's just let's go ahead and jump right into grading and final thoughts then, <laughs> which you've kind of already started at. So yeah. I think you've given some of your final thoughts. What what grade would you <laughs> would you score this at? I I think this is an amazing game. If I were to make like a top list of games ever. It would not be on there, probably, like a top 10 or anything. But it is a great game, and so I'm going to give it an 8 for that. Nice. Because it does everything that I want to do in a game. It's interesting. It's fun. It works well in all player counts. It plays quick for those player counts. I think this is a great family game. You can bring this to any family, and especially with the holidays around, I mean, Absolutely. any time this works phenomenally, it's just so good. <laughs> and it's it work. It's just easy. It's an easy game to play and it's fun. So you can't go wrong. And so, yeah, I, I don't even know. I don't really have a comparison. <laughs> now I'm trying to remember if I added this to our list of games that we suggested for holidays. I don't know. I feel like I should have. I think we talked about I it. I can't remember, but... For Christmas, you should go ahead and bring that, or Hanukkah, or whatever you yeah. celebrate. You know, go yeah. ahead and bring that over. It's a New good Year's time. Party. Yeah, New Year's party. That's a great time. Yeah, this game will never leave my collection. Mm. I don't say that about very many games. I am someone who cycles out games a lot because I like to try new ones. Yeah, and being able to sell off old ones to be able to pay for new ones is a way that I like to do it. But this game will never leave my collection because of what it does. Yeah, and I really enjoy this game every single time. I never get bored of it. I love teaching it to new people. I love getting that little bit extra challenge when everybody at the table knows it, and we just do a quick filler in between big games. So I agree with you. It will never make like a top 10 of all time list. But regardless, it it is the best, in my opinion, at what it's supposed to do. And so I will give this game a nine. Oh, wow. So I, I'm really happy with it. I love it a lot. Look at you. And it again... Just because it's rated higher than something else. I mean, I think there is a better chance of something that I've rated lower like Wingspan to make a top 10 one day. But for this game, in what it does, in what I want it to do, it's great. Absolutely great. Yeah. So that's my score. That's it's a good score. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything against that. No, that's it it just does what it wants to do. And that's kinda you know, I'm always looking for that in a game. You know, did did the designer who who made it, did they set out for a goal for the game and did they achieve it and did i did i also when I'm, I'm looking at it it's like did i gather that vision that they had did i did i feel that vision from them yep and and that's what i feel when i play this like it it's, it does exactly what i feel like the designer wanted it to do and i'm having fun with their piece of art and and in creativity and so that's it does it so well it's it's a good game it's a great game absolutely Awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us at the table today. If you have feedback or want to give us your thoughts on the game, we would love to hear from you. Links to all of our socials are in the description. Additionally, we have a Discord. We would love if you would join us over there and jump in on the conversation. I know that for 2024, Ian and I would love to bolster that a little bit just so we can have more fan interaction because at the end of the day, our main goal is to bring games to people so that people can come together yeah and then on top of that we love you 
being in that chat because your questions sometimes get put on the podcast. So. That's right. And you make us think, which yeah, we love. That's we right. love being able to think we love from thinking. all of our listeners we love and fans. Thinking. That's that's right. Also, <laughs> what I thought Ian was about to say, we love you. <laughs> oh, yeah. We also love you, but we love thinking. <laughs> all right. Five-star reviews, subscribing in your podcast player of choice, following us on Instagram. These heroic actions are immensely helpful in growing the podcast. I'm going to throw in there, too. I know we've mentioned Instagram a lot, but Ian is working on fleshing out our TikTok which I am terrified to venture into, but he has braved the depths of we, TikTok. We are on TikTok. There's there's limited content on there currently, but please follow, and, and there'll be more to come, I'm sure. Venture at your own risk, people. <laughs> That's right. Special thanks to Angie Santiago for our cover art and to Anna Snyder, who made the music. Join us next week as Ian and Julia take a look at Tales of the Arabian Nights. The Arabian Nights. The Arabian Nights. Thanks, Will Smith. <laughs> in our two top review. In the meantime, may your dice rolls and your card draws be blessed, and your experiences at the table be ones to remember forever. That's right. Happy holidays. Gotta get that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Between two cities. Between two cities unique new york new new eek new york between two cities <laughs> no no between two cities essential essential edition <laughs>